Hello everyone, uh, hope you're having a good day and hope you've had a splendid week. Welcome to Tripod, yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, we have missed you guys, we have missed you guys so much. Mm. Okay, so last week we talked about influencer marketing, we defined it, what you should do, how you can find influencers. It was a really, really wonderful session. If you haven't listened to it, please check it out. And if this is your first time here, welcome. This is Tripod. And if you're just returning, hey, how you doing? How, how, buddy? Good to have you back. And with me, I have Dahlia, my co-host, uh, the really amazing Dahlia. And today we'll be discussing a topic that is dear to my heart. But... Uh, I would like that I had to speak about herself first because <laughs> I never, I'm never always capturing her as much as I think I do. So, Dalia, say hi to the audience. Hi, everyone, and welcome on board. My name is Dalia Akaine. And yeah, I'm so happy to be here with the amazing Shama. I think Shama likes to watch me every time I'm on an episode with him. <laughs> but it's nice you know it's, it's good to let your head swell a little bit every now and then but it's fun so it's, it's all good so i'm excited for the topic we have to discuss today right and this is as shama said the topic that is very dear to his heart let's see what we have to talk about today well okay. now okay i like how you said that i'm washing you think if i want to wash i'm not even starting oh <laughs> i see it's uh-huh. fine so, uh, but okay, before we head into the podcast, I, um, can you tell me something very wonderful that happened to me this week? A lot of wonderful things have happened to me, but I think generally the highlight of my week, because I really love what I do to a you know, large extent, I think I do a lot of stuff. So any kind of feedback that just helps me know that I'm on the right track is always really uplifting. Mm-hmm. So I think the highlight of my week, you know, honesty was getting feedback from like, I literally, I remember, I think it was yesterday or the day before, and it was like first thing in the morning, like eight or, eight or 9 a.m. And a client of mine reached out to me just to like an appreciation voice, just to say thank you and say that she had she has loved us with like the work that we've been doing together and telling me about the results that she's been seeing. Maybe I, I'm very much, you know, a workaholic because those are the kind of things that make up my days and make up my week. So I think, yeah, you know, it's pretty much that that would be something fun that happened recently. I also have a trip that I have planned that's coming pretty soon. So that's exciting. I'm going to, I think I'm going to share details about that trip on a different episode. So if you're listening, stay tuned for that. You're going to want to hear that just and know, you know, where I went to and what I went to do there. But that's another story for another episode. So, yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. The voice notes are very personal. And this this person was been really impressed. Like Yeah. It was it was really, really nice. I, I think any kind of feedback is always appreciated, right? Talk more of when you didn't even ask for the feedback and they just sent it to you first thing in the morning. Like that's just it warms your heart and it just makes you happy. 
Oh, she felt like the dew in the morning. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, so okay, that was nice. It was nice hearing about. It was nice hearing about that. I think that that that, yeah. that On to today's um topic. Okay. Now, this is okay. Now let me even start now. So, mm, I researched you. Well, yes, I read oh. a lot about you. And um, I just want to ask like one question. Oh, I'm going to ask a series of questions. So, okay. um, are a developer. This is. Are you a software developer? Yes. Hmm. Uh, you're an entrepreneur too. I'm a developer and an entrepreneur. Okay. And um, seen as uh, you know, as I have a lot of questions. Don't worry, they are, they are all leading somewhere. <laughs> so, and um, see, our last meeting, she spoke so much about marketing, that, and I believe you are also a digital marketer. Yes, I'm a certified oh. digital marketer. Oh, certification. Hmm. Yeah. I just like to say that because it's fancy. I mean, personally, I'm not so much, I don't care a lot about certifications. I have a lot, but I don't always bother with that. Like, it's cool. It simply means that you wrote an exam and you passed. So, but for me, it's more about the experience. But yes, I'm a certified digital marketer. And uh, I'm not clear on this. I'm not clear on this one. But do you know how to take photographs too? No, 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 no. So I am a creative. No, I'm not a photographer. I am. A, I identify as a creative director mm. because you know I'm able to put together i would say um envision and then implement creative projects so i would be the person behind the scenes putting like bringing the magic together but no i am not a photographer so i, I don't identify as one okay okay i just let that and that that's very fine because before okay. it, all my findings are already my findings are really very confusing so my dear i am Glad to tell you that you are a polymath. I'm a polymath. Yes. It's such a fancy word. What does that mean? Ooh. Oh, I can't wait to tell you. So <laughs> I can't see that. Let me give you, let me give you the tea now. So a polymath okay. is defined as an individual whose knowledge spans a substantial number of subjects and they are known to draw on like complex bodies of knowledge to solve specific problems. So they know a lot and they are competent enough in what they know to employ these things to solve problems. That that, that makes a lot of sense. So it's not just about knowing a lot, but then the competency to be able to solve real problems and all those things that they know. That's what makes the difference, right? Yes, that's what really makes us. Yes, it's easy for it's easy in, in the information age. It's easy for you to know a lot of things, but the knowledge uh-huh. that cannot be implemented. I think they often call it said knowledge that can't be used is knowledge that can be used is wisdom. So they have the knowledge and you know, it doesn't come out to be. It's just like they're just sitting with it. Mm. So for this podcast, we will be talking about polymaths. So basically, we're talking about you. And I don't think there's anybody. Okay. There's nobody that I don't think there's anybody that knows more about you than me. So 
thank you for wow <laughs> look at that <laughs> yeah I'm, okay. I'm, harvesting, I'm harvesting i'm harvesting content from you basically today <laughs> i can see that i can see that okay okay so let's go okay so um how did you get here what was the journey like uh the journey i think um I mean, I started with that. I, I don't even know which one I would say I started with. I think um, as far back as my memory would allow me, I feel like I started with software developments, um, maybe website developments that then turned into software developments that's more of like full stack. Um, and I did that for a couple of years. And then that began to transition into just business as a whole. Because even while I was a software developer, I wouldn't have considered myself just, I liked, I always loved to think of myself as a business person, even though I didn't have a business back then. Um, and then at some point I started up one small business that had nothing to do with software development. So that helped to strengthen my knowledge as a business owner a little bit. And then from software development, you know, business as a whole. And then I transitioned into product management. Okay, no, no, no. I think digital marketing, then product management. So that transitioned into digital marketing. So digital marketing for me was, I don't know why, maybe because I had a lot of knowledge and experience as a business owner, digital marketing came very easy to me. Like when I started to learn about and practice things like email marketing and social media marketing and SEO, because I already have all this prior knowledge from development and running a business, it just came very, it almost felt like I already knew this, but it was the first time I was coming across a lot of this stuff, but it just kind of felt like I knew this, like I've already been there, done that um yeah and then from digital marketing i transitioned into product management because i wanted to not that i stopped i don't think i never really stopped development because even now i still write code and i still <laughs> i still do software but on a personal level but i wanted to have more control over the applications that i was produce you know the applications i was creating so um i think that's why i went into product management because product management encompasses design tech and marketing so i wanted to have a little bit more control so that it's not just i'm only on the tech side i don't have any control over the user experience i don't have any control over the marketing side and i wanted to have those things so that's why I went into, I went from digital marketing to product management. And from there, it has just kind of spiraled. Like I've just been all over the place with all these things. So I do digital marketing, I do software development, I do product management. It just depends on what the focus, what my focus is at the immediate, like, you know, at the moment. And then of course, I then got to a point where I was almost like a serial business owner. Like I just opened so many businesses. Um, at the moment I have, I would say two and a half. I won't explain how the half exists, but yes. So I think uh, in a summary or in a nutshell, that has been the journey for me. Wow. 
Thank you very much for outing yourself. We, we really appreciate <laughs> the host and the, <laughs> the host and the audience appreciate. Okay, um, yeah. just reflecting on what you told me a bit. Uh, okay, that's a, that's amazing. There's there's tech, then there's digital marketing, then there's product management, then there's entrepreneurship. And at this point, it just feels like any skill you want to learn, you can learn it. No, no, no. I think I'm done. I, I have I have about five or six that I can kind of say this is my zone of genius. So I think I'm done. At the moment, I am not trying to learn any new skills. I mean, who knows, maybe 10, 20 years. <laughs> but at the moment, I'm not trying to learn any new skills. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, what you have here is a real-life polymath. What are their features? They have so many skills, they thirst for knowledge. They are frequently like the first to solve problems. Like when they have problems, you see it as an opportunity to learn. And as I've seen through um, the short autobiography that Dali has given us, she has had to employ these skills to, you know, do what she wanted to do. So I'm uh, moving on to examples of polymaths now. You know, people that are like Dahlia, I know she'll say I'm making her head swell, but... <laughs> Examples of polymath we have like Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, I think he's the most popular one. There have been books and shows about him. He was an artist, an inventor, a biologist, an architect, a painter. You know, um, there was also Omar Khayyam. He was a poet and a mathematician in the in Iran. I mean, if you know, Iran is like one of the states that um, has some kind of advanced knowledge like they gatekeep their knowledge and we have benjamin franklin he was a statesman a diplomat an inventor a scientist um we also have george washington carver the guy who invented like crop rotation rotation in more contemporary times you're looking at elon musk you're looking at dr lonnie johnson the inventor of a thermoelectric converter so these are examples of polymaths you know so yeah, um, I was just you know explaining polymath. So <laughs> I know I know you. Do you have anything to add to what I just said? You know, regarding the idea of polymathy. Um, let me see. So you know the funny thing is, while I don't, I know it lots, and I wouldn't want to just identify to say okay, this person and this person and this person. For me, I think. I have recently identified, maybe you have seen this as well, that these days people don't just do one thing. Like a lot of people, uh, I didn't know the word as, you know, polymath. I think I have always thought of it as multifaceted human beings. That's the one I'm familiar with is people say that they're multifaceted. That means they don't just belong to one category. They wouldn't just call themselves one thing. They would want to do so many things and belong everywhere. Um, and there's always, funny enough, there's like a movement where it's like, oh, should people be multifaceted? Can you really just um, specify um, or focus on one thing? So I think these days a lot of people, are they do a lot. They wouldn't just do one thing. So I don't want to identify individuals. I wanted to look at it more from a perspective of, who really does one thing these days? I notice this a lot with celebrities, like really high profile celebrities where 
you know, for example, The Rock, you know that The Rock now has his own gin company. Um, he, not gin, vodka. I think it's vodka. It's called, um, I think, Termani. Have you, have you seen that? Oh, I, or did I, you know that? I, I did not know that. But you know The Rock, right? Like yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Yes. Yeah, so that he transitioned from wrestler to actor, and now he's a businessman. He has his own. Um, he's, he has his own. I think he's tequila. I don't. You know. I think he's tequila. I don't think he, I would call him vodka. And then you have another example, Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys went from music, and she also acts as well. Not a lot, but you know, she acts in a few movies, and she also has her own, um, like a health and wellness, more of skincare and wellness brand that she calls Keys Soul Care. Do you, do you understand that? I don't want to even begin to get into the Kardashians <laughs> because every single one of them have their own brand, whether it's makeup or skims or like, you, you understand what I mean? Like I see this is such a popular trend, especially with celebrities because for some people, it may be because of the money. I, I know that that's the major factor that for some people it's like, okay, I want to have multiple streams of income or whatever. But for a lot of them, it's a matter of I am passionate about a lot of things. And when you have the, will I say, capacity to be able to fund that, because yes, you can be passionate about one million. You, cannot, you may not be able to afford to do that. But when you have um, a situation where you can afford it anyways, or if, or you just determine and you're like, whichever, I'm going to do it all. So I think those are some examples if I want to be specific, but I'm just saying generally, I see that trend a lot where people kind of transition through different things where they have done this, they've done this. And then they begin to try their hands on just, okay, let me see. I like this thing. Let me see what works for me. I mean, just imagine The Rock selling tequila. Like that's, the, that's something else. We know him as this huge human being that used to be a wrestler and then went into acting and was really good at it as well. And he sings. I mean, not professionally, but I know that he sings. And then now he's now a businessman. So I think it's like a really cool thing when you begin to see people just trying out their hands on different passions. It's not just, oh, that one thing that you know how to do. Um, it's like you can do a lot. But then what I'm curious about, and I'll tell you is, Paul, what do you think? Do you think, um, because I, that argument is always there of, you know, niche down and niche down and niche down and pick one thing and you should be known for one thing, right? What do you think? Do you think people should be known for one thing or do you think, you know, uh, multifaceted or um, whatever you want to call them, they will always get their way, sort of? Well, um, there are so many ways to say it. You know, the first feature about like polymaths is that society doesn't really take kindly to them. I mean, we live in a world where uh, everybody expects you to be a specialist at something. Because if you're a specialist, then you could, you know, division of labor based on the way our companies work now. So uh, it is easier for you to become a specialist if you are doing only one thing. You pour your time into that and you become an expert. 
Mm, another thing again is um, polymers could be very confused. You know, I'm just talking about like disadvantages now, like things that could befall them. Polymer could be confused because there's a lot of things that you could do or you can do, and life may just be difficult for you because there's just like, do I do this? Do I do that? You might be confused. So, and when you pick one, you might start missing the other one, especially if you are this really passionate person that just likes to do everything. I mean, there are workaholics that like to do everything. So those are the, um, you know, disadvantages. As for what they should do or what I think is, if you want to niche down, just niche. Pick a particular niche and don't look back while you do that. Just don't look back at all because... Um, when you look back, you may now start to doubt yourself. So if you pick one, just pick one. However, um, if you do not want to niche, I think you can continue on your path. Just be sure to like proportion your time properly because if you're going to be doing a lot of things, then you better know how to use your time. Um, there was a practice like a friend of mine used to have. He used to like share the days. Like Monday was for this, Tuesday was for this, and all of that. And it was, it worked for him. And at the end of the day, he ended up becoming really great at these things. He went from being a sound producer to a musician to writing a story. He just has a lot of projects everywhere. And by the time he was done with all of these things, he sat down and, you know, started doing them. Started, he just chose one. So you don't... The thing is, no matter how many things you know how to do, at the end of the day, you're going to settle down for one. But it's going to take time. So if you're not strapped for time, if you know you just want to really explore yourself, it's fine. If you're ready to do everything, put your hand and know that you are doing a lot of things and know that you, know, you are taking a lot of time to do so much stuff. Because um, most of the new inventions in time were created by people who you know, we're multi-skilled, like diffused and created like new disciplines. Like UI UX combines design with, you know, design, design combines graphic design with design thinking, that's, you know, industrial design thinking and all of that. So just keep doing what you're doing. And whenever you get any job or you get any task, be sure to always employ all the bits of your knowledge so you can stay sharp because if you have a lot of talents, as the Bible says, you get five talents back. So, yeah. Okay, so on to the next segment. So we have a lot of digital content creators listening. We have um, creatives, we have entrepreneurs. All of them have been listening to, you know, our chill session. So um, what do you think they can learn from the lives of um, polymaths? Like, what do you think they can get from that? I think basically um, peop no one should rush anything. Personally, I say that because there are so many things that I was just in a hurry to, not because of what I really wanted to do, maybe just because I saw someone else doing something and I was like, oh yeah, I could do that. 
And, you know, at some point you want to, sometimes you want to feel like you can do a lot of things. You don't want to imagine you're that one man system where everything about you is graphic design. Other people are developers and designers and writers and they have all this and you are just a graphic designer, like just a graphic designer. So I think it's important to go at your own pace. If you feel a calling towards something, it's totally fine to try it, but do not be distracted because I think that's a major thing that I see, especially with um, the gig economy, is that I get, I understand the fact that people want to make money and then you want to go to where the money is at, right? If a lot of people are becoming graphic designers and you know people are, it's, it's in high demand and people are paying for that skill, it doesn't mean that you should then quit whatever it is you're doing that was working for you and then just randomly jump on that and be like, okay, yeah, I want to learn it. And remember that as much as you can be a polymath, you do not learn all these things at the same time. So all the examples that we've given now, I, I spoke about um, The Rock, for example. He wasn't a wrestler and at the same time an actor, and at the same time a business owner. Do you understand? Even I can imagine maybe a celebrity would be able to pull that off, but I doubt if you'll be able to pull that off. So you don't want to be all these different things, especially if you are still at the learning phase. If you are at the phase where you are still learning, you are still getting the experience, you are still honing in on your skill, you don't need to be three things at once, or even two things at once. Focus on one thing and learn that one thing really well. When you learn that one thing really well, run with it. Make money from it. If you get to a point where you feel like you are being called to do something else, then it's absolutely fine. Go into another thing, learn that one too, and run with it. But the problem I see is so many people try to do so many things at the same time. And what that means is that you're just going to be mediocre at a lot of things. No one may even be able to pay you for because all the skills, you know a lot of skills, but none of them are actually monetizable because you don't even know them that well. It's just like, oh, yeah, I have an idea about this. I, I know about this. You know, you can't create any reasonable work that someone would pay you for it. But yes, you have somewhat of an understanding of it. So I think just number one, like I said, going at your own pace is very important. Do not begin to jump into different fields or different industries simply because of someone else. Um, as much as money may be motivation, believe me, you will get to a point where that money will frustrate you because you would hate your job so much and it will become almost like a burden to you. And I would never advocate for anybody to have to do that. Um, so first, like I said, you know, um, understand your own lane and understand where you are and what you want to do. Second, do not try to do so many things at the same time that you want to be a polymath doesn't mean that you're going to be five different things and you're trying to learn them at the same time and you're trying to practice them at the same time and you're trying to make money from them at the same time. You're just going to drain all your energy, get burnt out and you literally won't be able to do anything. Um, I think the last I would say is whether you are calling yourself a polymath or a multifaceted person, it needs to come from a place of passion. 
you need to understand what you are personally passionate about. It's not necessarily, because if what you are doing is just for the sake of making money, you're not necessarily considered, uh, you know, maybe there's another technical word for it. I don't know the word, but I would say maybe you're just a serial business owner. Like you just have a lot of businesses that you're running. We would not think of you as just being multifaceted because for you, it's just all about the money. So if, you know, you are considered, think more about passion. It's not a career. It's not a career. It's not a title to put on your CV and say, I am a polymath or I am multifaceted. It's just something that happens. And then eventually you just realize maybe over the course of 10 to 15 years, oh, I have gone from this to this to this, right? So that's, I think that's, that's all the advice I have um, off the top of my head. So for me, what always gets me is um, how fearless polymaths are when they uh, attack skills. Like you need a certain level of courage and fearlessness to go to a field where you do not know anything and you know want to know it all or be competent in it. So I think entrepreneurs and everyone listening, we should learn or emulate that fearlessness. Like you don't have to become an expert at whatever new skill you are going to learn or anything you encounter. You can just have you know enough competence in it to be able to understand it, and when you encounter it later in life, you'll be able to. You are not afraid of it. You already know what it's about and where it stretches. It really helps in the workplace, and really helps build you as a person. So, yeah. <laughs> That's why I think, you know, everyone can learn from polymaths, uh, multifaceted people. I agree. That's, that's actually very helpful. I totally agree. Because yeah. you don't want to fear. Fear is a terrible thing. You know? <laughs> the things that we don't do because of the fear of what if I fail? What will people say about me? And when you live in a community like Nigeria, or when you live in a country like Nigeria, you know that whatever they are going to say, <laughs> it's going to hit somewhere. <laughs> so you're being very careful, like, oh, you know, you get into, you, you because think about the, the life of a polymath or someone that is multifaceted is very risky. Imagine you already have like a fully blown career in software development and then you just wake up in the morning and you say i want to become a graphic designer like can you imagine like you just leave a solid career behind because you're trying to like chase a passion or whatever so even if you don't even quit right let's say you don't even quit but it's still a really big risk to just move from one thing to the other because there's always the question of what if i fail but the question that people don't think about is what if I succeed? And that is what we should be focusing on because really when you put in the work, you have a much larger chance to actually succeed than to fail. No matter how little the level of success, you actually have a much higher chance to actually you know, succeed with whatever you're running with as opposed to failure majorly comes when you're just, yeah, let's not get into that right now. I'm not a motivational speaker. <laughs> but yes, I think that's a, that's a very important point um, to not let fear kind of stand in your way and make it a difficult choice to say, oh, what should I go into this? Should I try this out? It never hurts to try, right? Yes, it never hurts to try. 
Okay, then. Thank you so much, Daya. Thank you so much for your, for your words. Thank you so much for your knowledge. And thank you so much for helping me get this topic. topic mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, so, if you have any questions or you have more to say on the topic, we have a comment box below. Feel free to hack away. Um, if you want something more private, can contact us at can send an email to contact at prosthetics.com. We're always there, we are always listening. From me, I seem passionate and fearless. Dalia? I, I, I also go with you and say be passionate and fearless. Passion will always win. People will say it's a lie, bro. Haters will say it's a lie. <laughs> but passion will always win. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you, everyone. So, bye. Thank you, Shama. Thank you, bye. Bye.